0: Hey, welcome into the Coach Bonos podcast on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bonos Show. Check out the Facebook page. You'll see all the different links and different cool stuff up there. Just search for Coach Bonos Show. You can also email us at Coach Bono's show at gmail.com. This is episode 30.5. So for all point fives, we bring in the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, <laughs> the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater brain, my co-host. <laughs>
1: <Bono>. <laughs> That's a hell of an introduction. Thank you.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I came up with that driving home from Chicago on Sunday. Nice. She wrote it down this afternoon. It's like. How do we do that? How do I think about that?
1: So, I appreciate
0: that. Thank you. Yeah. So kind of has to have a little I had to practice it a couple of times too, make sure I got the rhythm of it down. So there you go. There you go. So hey, e you know, last week we recorded on Wednesday and we warned everybody we were recording on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: all hell broke loose in the sports world on Thursday. Um, right after we recorded, uh Freddie Freeman signed with the um, Dodgers. Dodgers. I mean, like an hour after we reported. Then we woke up the next morning and the NCAA tournament turned into everything the NCAA tournament turned into.
1: Uh-huh. including me
0: losing the national champion on day one. I'm just like, fuck this tournament, first off. I'm done with this tournament as soon as Kentucky lost. But what I have learned, I'll never, ever pick Kentucky in the Final Four or coach Cal to do anything ever again.
1: I mean, there are different UK, KU combinations that you could choose?
0: Well, and depending on, I was in two different pools. One, I picked KU to go to the final, for one, I picked Auburn. And Auburn let me down on Sunday. Yep. But uh, we're going to talk just briefly, I'm going to touch on the basketball tournament because we know basketball is not my forte, your expertise, but not my forte. Right. I do want to bring up that we talked and I talked about how the Big Ten was way over overcompensating here. And allowed yep. to have nine teams in the tournament. And only yep. two made it to the Sweet 16. And now it was because it was Purdue and Michigan. Michigan was one of the lower-seeded teams in 11. Yeah. But I didn't realize this until I heard it uh, on uh, Sunday. Michigan has made the Sweet 16 four years in a row under Jalen Rose. Or I'm sorry, Jawan Howard.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't realize that either. Four straight years, Sweet 16. Juwan Howard's pretty good coach. He is. You know, um, the kids love him. Yeah. Uh, I saw the end of the game with Tennessee and Tennessee, one of Tennessee's star players, collapsing in Juwan yeah. Howard's uh, arms. He seems to be a really good, compassionate dude yeah. um, who just happens to have some missteps like we all do.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a couple of guys with missteps here today. And, and I'm sure you've already heard Monday's podcast. I was heavy on the Deshaun Watson stuff that also happened between when we recorded and when we released the podcast. Yes. And that does happen, Look, we record on Wednesdays and I've been trying to get this thing moved to Thursday releases, but because of our schedule of studio soapbox it doesn't work that way. And this is the best night for us to record. So I'm going to hit. Oh, there's a lot that's going on. We know about yes. the Son Watson trade, the quarterback carousel. It's not quite all done but we're damn close. Yes. So to review what's happened since we were together, Deshaun Watson was traded from the Texans to the Browns for just, let's just call it a shitload of picks.
1: Is that that fair? An obnoxious amount of guaranteed money. Yes.
0: Then re signed Yeah, I think it's a new deal for an obnoxious amount of money. I like the way you put that. And, And I think I brought this up on Monday. It was the biggest problem I had was the new contract. You know, I I did read today in a report, I believe it was Albert Breer who said that um, thirty minutes, thirty minutes was the amount of due diligence the Browns did in talking to Deshaun Watson about twenty-two different allegations. Yeah, um... bothers me. This whole thing bothers me. As we, as you heard on Monday, and you see where I'm at. I'm not going to say the talent's not worth it. I, I, I'm not going to do that because that would be, that would be untrue. And that'll be a hate. The guy talent wise is totally worth it.
1: You know, there, there
0: is, is a big deal
1: to me. Yeah. There, there's that constant question of separating the art from the artist, um, the athlete from their actions, whatever. But as a woman. Yeah. And an NFL fan who, again, when part of the whole thing is that the NFL just disregards abuse allegations altogether most of the time, Yeah. even when they're on video, uh, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's sad that it's just kind of, you're kind of like, that's super shitty, this shouldn't have happened, but how surprised is anyone?
0: Yeah, let's talk, I don't want to get too far. Time, yeah, you yeah. brought it. You said it really well. You said it's hard to separate the artist from the art, yeah, you know, the athlete from the sport. I'll give a couple of examples. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson just one example, and it's in sports. But you know, we had a thing a few years ago, Kevin Spacey, the actor mm-hmm. who, I was a big Kevin Spacey, fan. loved the House of Cards, loved all his stuff he did before that. Yep, Kevin Spacey is an example of something like this. Um, if you go back old school in, in music, Marvin Gaye. Um, mm-hmm. we see Bill Cosby, someone who again was America's father. I mean, Michael you know, Jackson. Michael Jackson. Let me ask you as a woman mm-hmm. to put this out there because a lot of these, the ones I brought to the attention, are all sexually related, right? Like Kevin Spacey's was a man and a, and a boy, but it's and multiple allegations, multiple, multiple allegations, people. yes. So it's yep. a different that it's not a man, it would be a man and a woman, but it it's got to be difficult as a woman to deal with those things and to see, to see when it gets swept swept under the rug. How does, I'd love to hear the psychology of how women, women deal with that, because that's not something I've ever had to deal with. I've had to deal with as a man and go, well, dude, that ain't right. Right. Never had to deal with it as a woman. And especially for someone you respect. I mean, you are you my age. We're both people who grew up in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And Will Cosby for example is someone that we all loved. How do you deal with that? How does that how does it affect you differently than it would like I like it would to
1: me? So I think statistics would prove this out that the vast majority of sexual assaults go unreported because there is a general fear of coming forward, of having to deal with police, of having to go through a prosecution because it's incredibly invasive. And when you see time and again, people in positions of power, whether they're male or female, being essentially able to get away with this because they are able to continue What they do without much interruption often, it just reaffirms that it doesn't matter if you come forward. It doesn't matter if you tell your story. It doesn't matter if you try to do the best thing for you because no one really cares. And that's really, really tough. And it just continues to perpetuate the idea of silence. Especially relative to power. And, you know, the Me Too movement did some really great things. But with Deshaun Watson, you kind of wonder really how far any of that is understood. Because when it comes down to it, when you've got a moneymaker, you're going to follow your moneymaker. Yeah.
0: I, and, and I've heard people <clears throat> on the flip side of that saying, well, if it wasn't for the Me Too movement, there wouldn't be as many of these allegations, and maybe some of these women have falsely come across. I would look. I don't care if it was half. I don't care if half is are false.
1: If half are false, it's still eleven. That's still damning. Yeah, it is. The pattern. It's a, pattern. And, it's a and pattern. There's this very strong pattern, and chances are there are other women out there yeah. who are just like, no, man, I I I can't do this. Yeah.
0: And I just, it, it bothers me as someone who's a husband, who is, you know, a son. I had a mother, obviously my mom's gone now, but I mean, those sort of things. I have, you know, a brother who has six children who are all well, grown, have six nieces.
1: And just you know, being a dad, like and, and you're, yeah. you're still I, having to try to teach your son. And I have the to teach, stuff. yeah. And
0: then the flip side to me is I have to teach my son to behave a certain way. Yeah. But it's not like I'm teaching my son hey, you know, they're going to get you if you do it this way. It's, you should act that way anyway. You should be good to people any damn way. Yes. Agree, but. Don't be shitty. (laughs) My whole philosophy of life is don't be shitty to people.
1: Yeah. I was talking, I I was talking about this. You've heard me say that. Don't be a dick. That is my philosophy. Yeah. My whole philosophy of life is don't be shitty to people. I mean, you've probably heard
0: me say that a hundred times in my life. Yeah. But the
1: thing of it is, is that I know that I personally have been put in very uncomfortable, to put it mildly, positions. Yeah. and yet I don't speak of most of them.
0: Yeah, and I think it's very prevalent. I do. I think it's. Oh, very it's prevalent.
1: excessively prevalent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think
0: every. Yeah, uh, I just think it's just a horrible thing, and I, I, I hate to see it for people that I love and care about, maybe for anybody. It's it's well, awful. It's awful that people have right. to I Yeah. I think there's a good answer to this Deshaun Watson thing. It comes down to the art and the in the in the artist and he's he's a talented guy.
1: He is a talented guy. I think the point that you made on Monday relative to the portion of his salary which would be um, taken yeah. into account should he get suspended, great for his attorney and his agent negotiating that, but fuck the Browns for setting it up that
0: way. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I mentioned on Monday's podcast, uh, one of the reports I saw said that if Deshaun Watson was suspended for eight games, he'd only lose $200,000 a side. Now, when I first heard he was getting the extension, the first thing I kind of giggled on it kind of the frat boy fun thing was, well, dude needs cash. He's
1: going to need to. He's going to be paying a lot of it out. Dude
0: needs cash. You got to pay off 22 people. Yep, And I hope people stick him for as much fucking money as they can.
1: Absolutely should. And unfortunately stick those it. women are also going to be tethered to uh, settlement uh, agreements where they yeah, can't NDAs. speak about it. And We're
0: that's am going to sign NDAs and three, because there's no legal, there's no legal remedy now. Yep. So ladies get your fucking money, get as much
1: of it as you can. And absolutely.
0: I just, I hate people. I hate that it has to go that way.
1: Yeah, I do too. Oh,
0: yeah. All right, we're going to get away from that piece. We're going to, we're, you know, we'll talk about, get back to the carousel. I wanted to bring that part up because I wanted to hear your insight as a woman on this. I knew you'd have some thoughtful thoughts on that, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Other parts of the carousel, since we last talked, um, we've seen some other quarterback trades. Now we had the the Colts trading uh Carson Wentz. That's already gone down. We talked about that last I think Yes,
1: we, were, we did. Last week.
0: But since then, the Falcons have now traded Matt Ryan to the Colts Yes. basically a pack of bubble gum. Um, Matt Ryan sent to the Colts. The Falcons get Indy's third round pick this year. This is that's just a no brainer for the Colts. Yeah, I mean that's a, I mean yeah, they don't have a lot of picks to give. They got third, and they get Ryan. They give a third, they get Ryan. The Falcons are taking a. $40 million cap hit.
1: I mean, this is an absolute win for Indy. It's not like they're gonna do anything like the Chargers did this past year because they yeah. don't I have the the manpower for that. But maybe it gives Matt Ryan a second lease on the last two or three years that he has in the league.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that it just it's one of those things where now uh Matt Ryan's gonna get one more chance at making the playoffs. I think it's he's only He's looking at one more year, left, year on a steal. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Falcons then signed Marcus Mariota.
1: <laughs> Which, I mean, my God, I love the man. I'm glad he's out of Oakland. Don't know if he'll do shit, but I yeah. do adore him.
0: He's no longer a Raider. You said Oakland, I'm going to say, you know, it's Las Vegas. I do. made I the same mistake back then. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to get to myself <laughs> on Raiders and Chargers. Um, Mariota signs the Falcons. Um He's gonna get a, a year playing there. Uh, I think he's in a one. I thought it was two too. years. could two. You got. You may be right. I, I think it was two years. I have it in front of me. Um, good deal for Mariota. He's gonna get a job. You know, no more clip, clipboard money for him. He'll actually be the starter there. Um, the Saints have signed my man Jameis Winston. I am a hundred times glad they went with Jameis Winston and did not get Deshaun Watson.
1: Uh, uh, I, I I fully appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so my man Jameis, come on, Jameis.
1: Let's hope he stays healthy.
0: I just hope he stays healthy. He, 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 a country ass kid from Alabama can sure sling the ball. There you go. He is he he is proof that black folks can be from the country. The best in the Alabama. You, you you know you know that area out there.
1: I do. I mean it's I mean it's really not all that country. He country's hell. Wrong. I mean, Bessemer is just outside Birmingham.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, but he's country's hill. He is country. I mean, he country's hill. Um, and I love Mr. James Winston. I do. I do think that guy's just a he, – he's a bit of a savant on the board. He understands football. He's just never really had a really great experience in the NFL. No,
1: I mean, except for – in His one year yeah. in
0: Tampa, he threw for 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. And he yeah. got drilled on for the 30 interceptions. But he had thirty touchdowns that year.
1: It yeah, I mean, really top out, of the league
0: in the yards. It's like
1: outside of college, he's not had a good pro experience.
0: No, and I think I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him in New Orleans this next. Yeah, week, we'll have two years to prove something. Um, but then from there, we're seeing some of the stuff we talked about over the last few weeks about teams picking off players. Um, one surprise. Well, we saw Juju Smith-Schuster signed with the Chiefs. Yep. We talked about some of these guys, veterans are going to go. Brady's back. So Fournette signs a three year deal with Tampa. Uh huh. Uh, we've seen that. We've seen uh, the Bengals went and got Lyle Collins, who was released by the Cowboys two days before. They didn't even let him out of the building before he signed. (laughs) Did you hear? Here's the shitty part for the Bengals. So the Bengals signed, they re signed one of their tackles that was like a backup. Uh-huh. Give him an extension, a one-year extension. 30 minutes later, they cut him Oof. because Lala Collins came in the building and they brought Collins in and they were not letting him out of the building. I guess they got him in the building and then Burrow called him and said,
1: You mentioned this on we, the pod, right? We want
0: you. We want you. You are the guy we want here. I yeah. told you my left tackle. They sign him, or they they make it a great they make him an offer right then and there. He ends up, Burrow takes him to dinner that night. He signs the yep. deal. So Burrow's out there recruiting. Um, we talked about Von Miller to Buffalo. I think we could talk about that last week. We did. And that big deal. So that was one of the bigger deals. The other one that happened since we last talked was then the Devontae Adams trade. Yes. We've not gotten into that at all. We're gonna briefly jump into that. The biggest surprise to me on Devontae Adams was that it was right after the the Rogers deal. It's like, I, I would have thought that Devontae Adams and Rodgers were on the same page if they were going to stay
1: together. Agreed. It does seem really odd, and it makes me wonder if there's something more going on in Green Bay that hasn't bubbled up.
0: Well, I wonder if it's that Devontae Adams doesn't care for Aaron
1: Rodgers's bullshit. And that may be it. I mean, I I don't know if maybe he had some assurances that Rodgers wouldn't be coming back. And so he was willing to take a stab at staying with Green Bay. I don't know.
0: He did the right thing in getting the franchise tag. And then, and the Packers did the right thing, franchising him, knowing they're going to negotiate the long-term deal. And then obviously they say, hey, we're going to go ahead and trade you. Where do you want to go? He says the Raiders, which now means Derek Carr is going nowhere. No, God, no. Why would well, you we, pass oh, up that well, opportunity? Oh, A week ago, we thought Derek Carr might get traded or relate right. to him. Or uh, I, thought Matt, yeah. I thought Matt Ryan might end up in, 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 in Las Vegas. Right. And Devontae Adams goes there and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. This is my dude.
1: Yeah,
0: no. been my dude since day one, like in the college days, and I don't want to go anywhere. Devontae Adams' agent played this incredibly well. So yeah. Um, there'll be some information come out then down the road about what happened between Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. That's I'm willing to bet. Grant, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta I love ESPN, every man. Every week. I just saw it up here. God damn it. <laughs> there. Just, just close the goddamn window. I don't even need I got I got enough notes. Good job. Anyway, um I think that Devontae Adams is just tired of Aaron Rodgers' bullshit. Don't blame him. Yeah. So all right. So in the last 72 hours, the team that has shocked me mm-hmm. has been the Miami Dolphins.
1: Yo, man. Uh
0: you made a big trade today.
1: I did. You know, I I Got to the, I I was in the office today, got to the office around nine o'clock after working for a while at home and chit-chatting with some of the people at the cubicles. And I get this notification that Tyreek Hill is going to be traded within the next 48 hours. Two hours later, it was done.
0: So I got a text about 10 a.m. this morning from Tyler Jones. Who had sent me a report that the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill were at a standstill on contract extension? Now we knew the Chiefs were going to extend Tyreek Hill. It's one of the three things we knew they were going to try to do. It was yes, Orlando Brown extension for Hill, the Matthew situation. The mm-hmm. Matthew situation got cleaned up when they went and got Justin Reed. Yep, save some money. That realized okay, now we're not going to release Frank Clark. So that's another piece. Ten days ago. Had they finalized this before free agents, the Chiefs would be able to keep Tyreek Hill. Maybe. Well, here's why I say that. They could have extended him four years, 100 million, 25 million a year, giving him 50 up front, 50 guaranteed. Mm-hmm. He'd have taken it. But Devontae Adams' trade and the extension. He wants that money and he deserves yeah. that money. I don't think he's worth it. Okay. I, no, I look, I'll say this. I think the chiefs have gotten really good deals off Tyreek Hill up till now. They had to pay him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's more valuable to the Kansas city chiefs than any other team mm-hmm. because of the nature of how he plays being the deep threat the athletic guy, the the, the speedster that can go across the field, and having a guy like Mahomes who can throw the ball. You have to have the big-arm guy, a Mahomes, a Herbert, an Allen, something like that, one of those three or four guys. Tua is not. Tua is not, and we know Teddy Bridgewater is not. (laughs) But Tyreek's going to get his money one way or the other. Now, I don't blame Tyreek Hill for taking this trip. Not at but all, not even a moment. He's given the Chiefs two discounts because of stuff off the field, and it was time to get paid. Yeah, so God bless you, young man. Get your money. I'm in your camp on that.
1: And he 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 has his ring, he doesn't have to chase it. He he to chase his his it. Ring.
0: He's gonna get paid a shitload of money. Good for Tyreek Hill, his family, and for his generations of his family.
1: Uh South and, Beach, welcome him. Yeah,
0: and I'm telling you from the everything I heard from the folks over where he was coaching a couple seasons ago, with the high uh-huh. school kids were nothing but great things about Tyree. Kill. Yeah. So again, he's had a couple of the off the field issues. One when he was in college, one when he was a little bit older here, but for the most part, I, I can forgive a lot of that stuff. And I think he's done the right things. He's done the right things off the field. Yes. To, to warrant that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it was time for him to get paid. Now, The Dolphins trade for Tyreek Hill this afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. Yep. Um, The Dolphins trade their first round pick this year, which is actually the pick they got from San Francisco in a trade. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's actually the 49ers pick. They trade their second round pick this year, their fourth round pick this year, their third next year, and their sixth next year for Tyreek Hill. I have seen nothing but Chiefs fans being angry about this
1: okay so i honestly think so much of that is just sentimental absolutely. feeling. absolutely and i get it i mean hey being a cubs fan yeah. i was devastated last summer seeing that team ripped apart
0: yeah
1: of course i've now gotten lucky and kb is here in denver and i bought opening day tickets because of that so, you know, I understand it and it sucks. But one of the things that I, I saw on the Twitter verse this afternoon is that it cleared a lot of cap space for the Chiefs, which allows them to do a lot more than they would have been able to, right?
0: Yeah. This is a GM's paradise for trade. This is a GM that said, okay, look, we can't pay him this much money. He's just not worth it." You can argue he was. I got the notes here. Last season, he was third in receptions in the league. He was seventh in the yards. Okay. Um, great season. He had a great yeah. season. Um, you don't get this many big deals off. I understand the Chiefs wanted two first round picks. They just frankly weren't getting that. There's no way anyone yeah. was giving them two first round picks. And you'd like that first-round pick to be a higher pick. You'd love for it to have been Miami's original first-round pick. That's been gone in the trade for a while. But getting the Dolphins' second-round pick and the Chiefs get the Dolphins' first-round pick, which is 29, Chiefs pick thirtieth. The other thing is this, tra- this draft is loaded at wide receiver. Um, Mel Kuyper's got six wide receivers in the first round of this draft. Okay. As of his latest draft, um, they were all picked before the Chiefs pick at 30. This is going to be a package deal. This is going to be a draft day trade.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to trade. They're going to see who falls to where when this all happens.
1: And they'll so they're trading up, up
0: to get one of the receivers. Now, they won't trade up to get high enough to get Drake Lund. Drake Lund is with the highest grades from USC. He's incredible. He'll be an all pro, he is excellent. Uh, he's gonna go into the top five picks. I just prayed out to the Jets at five. Yeah. Um, but he's incredible, and he'll be the first one off the board. And you get the two guys from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson and Chris Oldley, Um, Jamison Williams from Alabama. I think that's the guy the Chiefs target, honestly, okay? Um, and I think they'll get it. He'll probably go into top twenty, and the Chiefs can, you can now trade can easily trade into the top twenty, okay. I think what this does, it allows them to, to trade around a little bit. If they can do a trade where they trade their first pick, the one that was 29, mm-hmm. and trade up to maybe 18, 19, 20, and they can get Jamison Williams, well, then they're sitting in paradise because sitting at 30, someone high up in the second round is going to want to trade into that pick. Right. Pick the pick, Matt from the quarterback from Mississippi. And it's going to give them another second round pick or a second and a three. They're going to get a couple more picks in there and they're going to find value and you need depth. You don't have to have all the stars. Right. And if you go get a Jamison Williams, they've got Juju Smith-Schuster. I understand you're talking to Marquez valdez mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry's out there still. I think that he could be someone that he's talked to the Chiefs already as well.
1: Well, and my understanding is that late um, this afternoon, early this evening, there are inquiries with Seattle and D.K. Yeah. Metcalf.
0: Yeah, you're
1: going to pay a lot to
0: get D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf would be a bigger than Tyreek Hill.
1: But Lockett would not be.
0: No, you're right. And you could probably get him for a, a three or a four, a three or two, four or something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't be a huge one. Um, so... I mean, i a lot of it gives you a lot of stu- a lot of things you can do with the cap. Yeah, you can help your defense out. I mean, here's some of the names of people who are currently available. Now, we're we'll going to throw Tyron Matthew out right now because they've already got Justin Reed now, right? Matthew's not coming back. Jarvis Landry, Indomicus mm-hmm. You can help a defensive line a lot when you have a Dominic Sue, mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks, and the guy can help your D line, mm-hmm. Stefan Gilmore. Joe Hayden, a couple of corners who could really help you out in the back side. Calais Campbell, the guy who could help you out front defensively. Gronkowski's out there. Now the Chiefs are going to be in the Gronk. I think it's a two-team race. Um, Patrick Peterson, another corner you could bring in if you're Kansas City. Yeah, um, There's still some interesting names. None of them are big names. None of these are going to be big contracts. But it would be interesting to see where all those guys land. Gronk is one of two places. It's either so, back to Tampa or to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, here's my question that I think is going to be just kind of an ongoing thing. What impact does the Mahomes contract have on the next several years of some of these decisions? Okay,
0: it's interesting because of, you would think that he has this like $40 million number every year, but it essentially is not. Let me get it pulled up here. He's got a pretty friendly uh, contract for someone who has a $400 million contract. And what I mean by that is they designed it where it's kind of like every other year that he has the big cap number. So you Mm can kind of nimble. Okay. And then like they just took some of his money this past, this season and converted to roster bonus so they could pay him out, get it off the cap. Okay. What hurts the cap in the future is when you have roster bonus not paid. What they'll also do is any time the Chiefs have money at the end of the season, mm-hmm. they're going to give it to Mahomes. Okay, give it to Mahomes as extra bonus to pay more to pay that down. Uh, I've got it coming up here. So Mahomes, his contract is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ten more years in the contract. Now, he's got uh, his cap number this year is thirty five million. Next year it's forty six. It's 46, 46, 41, 59, 44, 44, 50, 52. Now, his big numbers are on the backside of the deal. and Mm -hmm. A couple of them spread out. He has a $60 million year, which is 59.95 in 2027. What we're going to see is the cap's going to go up dramatically in 2023.
1: Well, and that contract will be restructured between now and then anyway. Yeah, what will happen
0: is they'll pay more of the bonuses down for those years of 2027 of, by the time he's at the 2030 and 2031, $50 is what every major quarterback is going to have. Right. I mean, hell, there's going to be five guys at 40 next season. Yeah. Because Lamar's going to get it. Baker's not now. Lamar's going to get it. Dak already has it. Rodgers is at almost 50. Mahomes is at 40. And Burrow and Herbert are one year away from extensions. Right. They're both going to get 40-plus. So, I mean, it's going to be – Josh Allen has got 40-plus. Got so, I mean, mm-hmm. you've got plenty of guys. That's going to be the going rate. But the salary cap's going to increase where it's currently at $208 million. In three years, it's going to be two seventy five to three hundred. Because it's based upon a percentage of overall league revenue. And when all these new TV deals kick in, the league revenue goes up. That 50% paid back to the players that's then averaged in the salary cap, that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. I know
0: that. And they're kicking the the can down the curb as far as they can because they're saying, hey, we can pay a guy if Mahomes' number is. I'm looking right now. His cap number for 2022 is 35 million. So that 35 million represents what is that? Basically a seventh of the entire cap for the Chiefs at 208 million. Okay. But a cap number of 46 million in three years, even though it's 10 million more, is going to be a smaller percentage. Sure, because the cap will be greater. The cap number is going to go way up. So I don't think Mahomes' contract is the issue here okay yeah, because you're going to have to pay that much for a great quarterback uh you just it just, it just that's just the cost of doing business now it becomes yeah. how do you become nimble and the issue is they the chiefs would have had to have done something with frank clark or chris jones which uh-huh. the, those were going to both kill the cap like uh, you know matthew was going to be 20 million if they brought him 20 plus million if they brought him back that wasn't going to happen so you go get Justin Reed, who's going to count you at 4.5 on the cap this year. You know, that's it saved you 15 million. They structured part of Mahomes' deal to get him more cap money to open that up. Now with Tyreek, he was going to get paid 20 million this year. That's off your cap. Right. They didn't have they didn't owe him any prorated money. So there's no dead money for Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs have done a really good job in that. The Chiefs, I'm looking. I'm sorry, they do have $1.4 million in dead money on Tyreek Hill.
1: Oh, that's nothing really.
0: Basically, nothing. I mean, that's, an, that's a rounding error. Uh, they only have a little under $8 million in dead cap money. To give you an idea, uh, my New Orleans Saints have $11 million on Drew Brees alone this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it, they're $8 million on a $208 million cap is less than
1: 4%. Yeah.
0: You're still sending 96% of your cap on players so I think it's a good deal. I think mean, they got a lot back. They got a they got a max value for him and they did it quickly, which is surprising. Yeah. I think it's a, I'm not even I'm not even a Chiefs fan, but I think Chiefs fans are going off for no apparent good goddamn reason if you think about this.
1: Well because again this is a good deal it's sentiment. It's the sentiment. It's not business. It
0: absolutely is. You want to keep your guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, and, and he's been great to Kansas City. People don't like Tyreek Hill. Grandmothers like Tyreek Hill. Which yeah. It's funny to me, but I I think he's a great player. I don't think, but I also don't think he's worthy of the money he's getting. I don't think he's a top five receiver. I don't think he's really a top ten receiver. I think he's a great receiver for the Chiefs offense.
1: Well, I guess we'll see how he plugs yeah. and plays. Yeah.
0: At I've got a, a. <laughs> Here's some stats I'll pull up for you. So these are advanced stats, advanced out, uh stats this past year on Tyreek Hill. Um okay, so he was third in receptions, seventh in yards this past mm-hmm. year. Um 17 game schedule. You want to tell me how many games he had 100 yards or more? Yes.
1: Um
0: 7. Seven? How about three? Oh, okay. Three. Um, How many games of 10-plus receptions? He had 117 receptions, third in the league. How many games, 10-plus receptions? Four? Four. Get on, Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have thought double that. I really thought maybe it's seven or eight. Four. How many games... 17 last year, regular season only. We're not counting the playoffs. Right. Did Tyreek Hill have less than 75 yards receptions? 75, 75
1: yards. Total yards. Total yards. Total yards. 75 or less.
0: 75. Well, didn't
1: you say that there were three over a hundred? Three over a hundred. So that leaves 14 games. And so I'm going to hedge high. And do
0: eight. Nine. If you are seventh in yards, you should have more than three hundred 100-yard games. And you shouldn't have nine. More than half your games should be under 75 yards. You but would think he had so. Two, he had the two big ones. He had the 185 and he right. had a 168. Yep. And that made his numbers jump up. Those are the games against Cleveland and Philly. Three games he had 100 yards in against Cleveland mm-hmm. at Philly mm-hmm. at the Chargers, those were not exactly three stellar defenses in 2021. Fair enough. Um, Tyree Kill is a deep threat, right? He's the one who gets all these big plays, all these great long touchdowns, right? He's down there somewhere. All right, how many reception not, 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 not how many, not how many, where does he rank in the NFL in 2021 in receptions over 20 yards? Receptions, 20 yards or greater, almost all receivers in the league. Where do you think Tyreek Hill, where should he be?
1: Well, a big play guy. Theoretically, you would think that he is higher than he is, but I also know that Kelsey gets a lot of those looks too. So he's probably sitting at maybe 25.
0: He's 30th. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Now, the big thing, but, but he'll get you the big play, the 70 yard touchdowns, the 60 yard touchdowns. We see those stats. We see those plays. They seemingly happen every week, right? Right. We don't. Because where does he rank among 40 yard receptions last year? No clue. Twenty sixth. Okay. Twenty five players had more forty yard receptions, forty yard or more receptions than Tyree Kill. It tells me that what happened is his his touches went up, his targets went up, yep, which is fine. But his big plays went down. What's he best at? The big play. I found this stat to be really crazy. Yards per, t- per yards per target. This is how many yards does a player average for every time they throw the ball? At mm-hmm. him? Tyreek Hills have gone down every season for the last five years. His second season in the league, he was at 11.3 yards every time you targeted. That's not a reception, it's every time you targeted 11.3 yards. He was under 10.8, 9.7. this year.
1: So here's my argument relative to that, though, is that teams are finally defending him. Yes. They're double teaming him. They're covering him in a way that is going to limit his effectiveness.
0: Yes. Yes. So what it means to me is it means to me that Tyreek Hill's not as, as valuable as people actually think he is. The advanced stats prove it out. What he's best at, he really isn't that great at. The last one I got, and I didn't realize somebody brought this up and I was thinking about it. Catch percentage. This is targets versus catches. Okay. Because I believe that Tyreek Hill drops too many balls. He was fifth in the league in drops last year. Yeah. 69 percent of the time when he's targeted he catches the ball that ranks 20th in the AFC just the AFC
1: I I'm not sure how, what I'm supposed to take from that though given... that,
0: to me he's just not this like he's not a top five or even a top 10 receiver to me.
1: the the thing that I would I, caution against that... the right thing. And I appreciate the advanced stats and everything, but I would be more interested in seeing how he teams up with double teams, you know, some slip dropbacks, whatever, and where his relative pass area is. Because if you're getting dink and dunks as a receiver or a tight end, yes, you are going to have more receptions. Yeah. If the majority of your attempts are 10 plus yards out, the likelihood of those plays being broken up is much greater.
0: Yes. Now the thing is, is that the argument is that Tyreek Hill's deep play ability is what differentiates him from
1: everybody else. But it's just the stats just don't hold that anymore. But again, being double whatever else... Every,
0: everybody's doubled. They're a top player. They're, if you're a top ten receiver, you're getting doubled every play.
1: And again, yeah, I have no problems with the stats, but yeah. there, it, there is yeah. an argument against it.
0: Yeah, I just think that it's the argument of we like Tyreek. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This was Thanks. the Chiefs. I, I'm giving the Chiefs all the credit here. This was the the right thing to do. If they could have signed him for less money than Devontae Adams, that, too, could have been the right thing to do. Right. Because he's not that guy. He's a top 10 to 12 guy. He's not in the top 10. Don't pay him like that. Let Miami
1: overpay him and overpay you for the right to take him. Absolutely. And it gives... Again, the Chiefs, the flexibility to do some things that they haven't been able to do for the last several years. So, Uh, My
0: my hat's off to the Chiefs on doing this. I don't give them a lot of credit on things, but I'm going to give them a shitload of credit on this. (laughs) Because I think this is a great deal for them. Now, the Dolphins signed, who I think was the number one free agent in the whole league. The Dolphins got Taron Armstead. He's the best left tackle in the NFL.
1: Well, two is
0: going to need it. Tua's gonna need it. Now he's got a left tackle. He's got a right tackle. He's left-handed, so they got a right tackle as well. Um, the Dolphins have put everything they can around Tua. They we went and got him a couple of running backs. Now he's got a couple of running backs. He's got they we went and got a Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddle already. Now they get him a left tackle and Taryn Armstead. It is shit or get off the pot time to attack a while My
1: only side note, and this is. From the lawsuit point of view, let's not have a GM in ownership who are trying to tank. Well, they're definitely
0: the, 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 the Dolphins aren't trying to tank. That hasn't
1: been proven to be true in the past.
0: Well, that's true. In that's the very least, performance for that. is not indicative of future results. But if Absolutely. you're spending money, if you're spending this much to go get Tyreek Hill, this much to get Taryn Armstead, um, okay. It just—they're just, they're, they're trying to figure out what they got at quarterback, and they went and got it, Teddy Bridgewater, which was a good idea if they realized the two is not good.
1: It begs the question: Are they trying to head things off at the pass?
0: I think they're trying to figure out what they've got. Let's is hope the, so. This is the best way they could find out if he's if Tua is a franchise guy.
1: Let's hope so, but they could have been doing this for years. Well, they could have. I'd agree, yeah. So So, I I think the whole
0: thing was they were tanking. We talked about this before. The rumor was they were tanking last year to can get rid of Brian Flores because they wanted to hire Sean Payton and they wanted to get Tom Brady. That was like the the dream deal to get Brady and Payton and put them together. I don't know. I don't know if that would have been a good marriage either.
1: It probably wouldn't have, but it just, it, again, to me, it begs the question as to what they're actually doing and what they're trying to cover their ass for now
0: all right we're going to uh, we gotta we gotta talk about our sponsor here for a moment we want to take a little side trip here you know our great sponsors trunk club from yes. north and uh they've got I, I was just in here a couple of days ago playing around and um there was some really cool stuff the one i was talking to somebody about let me just pull back up here is there's the starter trunk but then there's also the essentials trunk and they have the essentials trunk for each each uh for spring, for fall, for winter. They had just the essentials. So nice. if someone like me who has, in my case, put on weight, I'll try to lose it now, but it's like try to get back down, slim back down. I'm going to have to buy new clothes. And what I'm going to have to do is hit up trunk club and I'm going to have to hit the essential trunk to uh, kind of rotate some new stuff in
1: and build back the basics.
0: Yeah. And just kind of do that. So what I'll tell you is get on there. If you're, if you're, Listening right now, you know you've heard this before. Go into the show notes. There's a link. So you click on the link. You're gonna save $50 when you go to Trunk Club and use our link in the show notes. Get your first trunk from Nordstrom's. So you're gonna like it, if you don't like what's in there, send it back. Yeah, uh, you can get on the app once you've got your login, pick out stuff. I heard a good one. A handy one from a buddy of mine told me the upload thing is real. If you oh, do, yeah. if it's something you like and you upload it. They will try to find something, either the exact same thing or something similar to where you can get what you're looking for. So it's a great deal. It's a great sponsor. We appreciate you guys helping. If you're listening, help out our sponsors by going on and and taking a look at Trunk Club. Use the link in the show notes, and uh, we appreciate that. So, uh, E, I wanted to jump on a couple of different things here on the Major League Baseball free agency for a second. Yes. All right. So... We know Freddie Freeman's siren that we recorded last week. Yep. What would you take on Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers?
1: You know, I, I I feel bad for my Braves fans, including your wife. Uh it's an end in, in an era to yeah. a certain extent. And I'm glad he got his ring with Atlanta. And uh, you know, it's just the Dodgers are the Dodgers, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they have so much money because of that local television contract—that's just yes. a monster for them. I mean, it's it's more than the Yankees now. Their yeah. local TV contract is more than the Yankees get, and it's just unbelievable how much money they have and can spend on on players now. And they they have built an absolutely incredible roster. When Freddie Freeman, um, when Freddie Freeman got to we signed with the Dodgers last week. My son Peyton sent me a text saying, it's over. The Dodgers are going to win.
1: No, they're not.
0: And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, they, they've got an incredible roster and an incredible, I mean, some of the players on here, their, their infield is just going to be just ridiculous. I mean, their infield, I got to pull this up right now. The infield is going to be Freddie Freeman at first, Max Muncy playing second until they decided to put Gavin Lux out there. Justin Turner at third and Trey Turner at short. Their outfield is Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts and AJ Pollock with Chris Taylor. Okay. As they're going to, they're going to platoon those two. And they still got the number one, one of the, one of the top prospects in Gavin Lux, who's going to end up in the second baseman. he will end up DH in a lot. That's just a ridiculous lineup though. I mean, a team shouldn't be that good.
1: No, that's, I that's mean. It's
0: stacked lineup. And Will is, Smith's the catcher. He's
1: a really good catcher. It's a stacked lineup. It's a very long season. It is. Injuries are going to happen. Yeah. And I'm really, as much as I hate it, the universal DH is going to affect teams in ways in the National League that we don't really know how that's going to play out yet.
0: Well, the Dodgers are one of those teams that have such a deep roster that they're going to be able to um, move different players in and out. And if a player gets hurt, if one of their outfielders gets hurt, they're going to be okay. If one of their middle infielders gets hurt, they're going to be okay. They've got depth. The only position that hurts the Dodgers is now first base and Freddie were to get hurt. Yeah. And you could technically move Max Muncy over there and play. And they uh, have the guy I think he's the second best player in all at baseball, Mookie Betts. So I, I know Mookie. you love Mookie. I love Mookie. I'm so, I, I still get sad that Mookie's not a Red Sox. It just it hurts my heart. It hurts my soul. It'll be yeah, okay. I love Mookie, and I I'm still rooting for Mookie. I have a Mookie Betts Dodgers T-shirt. Well, I did buy. Uh,
1: I think Mookie I'm going to end up um, mm-hmm. as part of all these blockbuster deals. Uh, as I mentioned, Chris Bryant signed with the Rockies for yeah. I believe it was a 10-year deal.
0: Um I thought it was I thought it was eight or nine. It might have been 10. It was a long deal. It was longer than he probably should have gotten.
1: Right. And um you know I'd always hope that he'd end up back with the Cubs and seeing that Schwarber wasn't going to and and some other folks and Rizzo. I'm really kind of excited to go to Rockies games, even though they're going to be awful. And the fact that, you know, Trevor story got traded. um, So I don't know exactly what the team is going to look like and their ownership sucks. I I'm, I've got outfield tickets to opening day and I'm playing hooky and spending my Friday watching the Rockies play the Dodgers. (laughs)
0: Tell Lukey, I love him. Are you? Are you in I right don't. field? Will you be in right field? Center. Center. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell Bellagio, we're gonna get shit together. Um, the Rockies deal with with Brian uh, was seven years.
1: Okay. Seven. So,
0: so uh, that's, that's that's good money though. It's good money if you can get it. Uh, yeah, it a couple is. other signings happened. A couple of the big names came off the board. Carlos Correa signed with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. In a three-year, $103 million deal. He's got $31 million a year. And he got an opt-out each season. I mean, what else could you ask for? This was the – well, here's what's great. So if you're the Twins, they were pretty good last year. If yeah. you add Correa and you get to the All-Star break and you're in it, hey, great. I got the MVP caliber shortstop now. Yep. And we can ride this thing out. And if they get to the near the trade deadline and they're not good, they can get a hall of picks for a guy. They're essentially paying for one year because he's going to opt out every year.
1: Well, and it gives him leverage just
0: as much as the team. Yeah, so I think it was a great, interesting deal. You would never see this normally, but Scott Morris is like, Hey, his agent said, there's no, there's no 10 year, 400 million here. So let's I, do three years at 103. And let's I, get you back into the free agents pool each year.
1: I, I kind of wonder if, if Scott Boris is now at the point 30 years into being a super agent of fuck around and find out. He, he just did. He
0: just played fuck around and find out. <laughs> and Carlos Craya fired his old agent, hired Scott Boris this off season and was like, you know what, dude, I got an idea. Yeah. And this is just fucking genius. Mm-hmm. This is a genius job by both the twins and Scott Boris. Yep. A hats off to both of them. And what I think is low-key one of the
1: best signings of the offseason, Nick Castellanos going to the Phillips. Again, he's not another one of these former Cubbies that I wish he was still yeah. in the, the north side. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a great player. Yeah.
0: I mean, he was tremendous in Detroit. He played in Chicago for two seasons and then Get over to Philly. Philly's loaded. They're just going to load guys around Bryce Harper. They've got Castellanos, Schwarber. I mean, you got Bryce Harper, who's one of the generational talents in there with them. Yeah. And my Boston Red Sox finally made a deal. Trevor Story to the Red Sox. Six years, $140 million. And he he, he's up.
1: going. He's going to be playing second he's base. Going to play second
0: base. base. So this is a big deal. He had to agree to play second base. The mm-hmm. start. Um, what this is all about is the Red Sox have got Xander Bog- I got Xander Bogarts, and they really want to make Xander Bogarts a Red Sox for life. Um, they do not want to move him. He does not want to play second. They don't think he can. They don't want him to play. They, they don't want him to play third because they've got mm-hmm. Rafael Devers. Trevor Story comes in, he's going to play second. Now, if Bogarts were to opt out, Story would move to shortstop. Okay. They, the Red Sox have two guys they could bring up who are young guys who could play second. Last season, they had 14 different players play second base. Um, it was going to look like it was going to be some mix of Kike Hernandez and um, um, Duran, who's a rookie, and a couple of others. it was going to be one of those, okay, who wants to play second base today kind of thing. Right. Uh, But now the Red Sox doing this, it gives them an incredibly awesome infield. Third to first, they've got Devers, Rafael Devers, third. Um, Bogarts, who some people have said that Bogarts' defense is not as good. I mean, you watch him day in day, I think he's he's just fine. Um, He's also probably the best all-around player on that team right now. Story will play second, and then we're mm-hmm. gonna have Bobby Dahlback, who's their second year kid, play first. Uh, they've also got a kid named Tristan Casillas who was in the Olympic team last year. They couldn't play the minors, obviously. He went to the Olympics, he's dominated the Olympics. Okay. And he's there in the, their first baseman in waiting. They've got to figure out what to do with him and Dahlback. Um that's pretty stout with them playing Kiki Hernandez every day in shorts in uh, left field. Yeah, that for Alex Verdugo. The Red Sox low key have put something together here, and I think Trevor Story was a good good fit. I was glad they were trying to talk about this. There was some smoke about them trying to get Freddie Freeman, and I'm like, wait a minute, you've got two young first basemen. What are you going to do? Are you going to trade them for, for 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 prospects? You've already got; they're already prospects, right? So why bring in a Freddie Freeman? There was no. There was talk about Carlos Correa, you know, and then moving Bogarts to second. You know, you'd have to move Bogarts to second if you got Correa. He's better. Sure. But that didn't work itself out. Trevor Story willing to move to second base is the best thing that could happen for that
1: side. And he's he's a talented dude.
0: Yeah. He's going to hit a ton against the Green Monster. Yeah. He's going to lead. He's not going to lead the league in home runs, but he's going to hit some monster ones out of there. And then he's going to hit a shitload of doubles. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited we have baseball. (laughs) I'm just not a basketball guy. So this.
1: I know. I'm
0: I'm trying. I'm really trying.
1: You're not. Um,
0: I had to listen to basketball the whole time to and from Chicago on Friday and Sunday. I tried.
1: It was, you mean Thursday and Saturday? but
0: um, Friday and Sunday when we were driving.
1: uh, Well, Friday and Sunday, you'll just have to listen because KU is playing. Yeah. Um, well, that
0: was last week and I had to do that. This week I, I
1: watched a little bit. I'm not
0: going to be yeah. as concerned.
1: I mean, we're two weeks off from opening day, so. Oh, it's almost here. It's almost it here. is. I'm going to have
0: some predictions coming soon. I'll predict right before the beginning of the season. My Coach Bo predictions, I'm pretty good at my baseball predictions. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I got one friend who on Facebook, she's, she tells me every year, I wait to see your predictions of who's going to win the divisions and who's going to do what because mm-hmm. she likes to compare them to the season. Sure. And I'm pretty good. I'm like 70-plus percent on
1: nice. teams
0: in the, the teams in the postseason. And I will either hit – if I don't get the World Series champion, I'm going to get at least one team in the World Series.
1: I'm still pondering. The AL is the hard one. I would tend to agree, but I really hope that the Dodgers implode. I think if the Dodgers staff is healthy, they're going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we have to see what happens to Trevor Bauer. If they get Trevor Bauer back, which, I mean, you're rolling your eyes I'm rolling my eyes too, but if they get Trevor Bauer back for any part of this season, it could be Gonzo.
1: We'll see. Yeah. So
0: we'll see. I I like Walker Buehler a lot too on team. So, Yeah. Um,
1: Is anything interesting
0: happening with you? Anything fun? You want to talk about anything going on? What do you got? You got anything?
1: I'm just kind of cruising along. Uh, Uncle Rico and I are supposed to hang out and watch the game on Friday, the KU game. Uh, So that'll be good. Otherwise, it is definitely looking towards spring. My son has spring break next week. I'm taking a couple of days off. And then we're playing hooky on opening day, which is fun because it's a two o'clock first pitch on a Friday. And again, I am honestly hoping it's not snowing because in Denver, this time of year, you really just don't know what you're going (laughs) to get. So we'll see. I mean, what about you? Do you want to talk about Chicago? How is the memorabilia show? We had a good time memorabilia
0: show. Uh, Jen got to meet David Ortiz, Big Poppy. He was really cool to Jen. That was great. Uh, I had a really nice experience meeting Reggie Jackson, a couple other people. Right on. Things we added to. Ricky Henderson was a little bit goofy. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, I, it, he was cool. But Ricky is, he couldn't sign my baseball correctly. I it messed it all up. But that's okay. He's Ricky and I'll forget. There you go. Um, but it was cool. I got to have a good time. Um, I won't be traveling much in the next couple of months. I'm going to try to make a trip out your way sometime this summer. I'm sure. Please we'll do. Done. And yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm now I am, I am going to watch this basketball this weekend. Thank you. Do you, do you have any game that you could think of and go, here's the big upset.
1: Um, of course everyone's darling right, right now is St. Peter's.
0: Yeah. Fuck St. Peter's speaking, Kentucky. <laughs>
1: um, you know, the, the Jesuits or whomever were looking upon them. Yeah. Uh, let's see what tomorrow's games are. No. Nope wrong week
0: here's the games i can see on here i don't get to see who i don't see who's on what day here um but we got arizona houston michigan villanova yep. kansas versus providence iowa state miami Yeah.
1: okay so thursday games are okay. give me thursday games arkansas gonzaga okay michigan villanova tech duke houston arizona okay the top half there okay so, who you I, got in these four games based on my bracket? No, 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 no. don't worry the bracket. Tell so, I would like take games. Gonzaga, Nova, Tech, and Houston.
0: I had originally had Houston in the final four, so I, I think they're one of my two final four teams left. Um,
1: I mean, Caesars has Arizona's one and a half. Point favorite, so and Gonzaga should have lost last week, so Arkansas could come out and bite them.
0: Arkansas has got small guards,
1: but Uh they are
0: really good. They're really yeah,
1: and I just don't think Michigan's going to be able to hang with Nova. They they're too old and too seasoned. And then Friday's games, we've got Kansas, Providence, excuse me, uh, Purdue, St. Peters. UCLA, North Carolina, and Iowa State, Miami. Yeah. So I would take Kansas. I would take Purdue, but Peters to cover the spread. What's the spread think, in the game? Uh 12 and a half. That's a big spread. Um I think Carolina's gonna beat UCLA. And I think Miami will beat Iowa State. Okay. All
0: right, I'm with you. Who comes out at the end? Give me your final four from here. Now, who you originally picked? Who's your final four left at the end of Who do you think's at the end of the weekend?
1: Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas. Although, if we have to play Miami, that's going to be tricky. In um, Purdue.
0: So I'll take Gonzaga, Houston, Kansas, and North Carolina.
1: You need one more.
0: No, it's for North Carolina, Kansas, Houston. Inside. Okay,
1: inside. okay. Just making sure I was covering all the regions. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's midnight Cinderella for St. Peter's. I think Purdue gets them. I think Carolina gets UCLA. I think Carolina gets Purdue. Fade my picks, people, because I'm not good at this.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll take Miami over Iowa State, Kansas over Providence in a really close game. It's probably the better game of all these four of these games the first the first two game, first two days. I'll take Kansas over Miami. I think that'll be kind of a blowout. I'll take Houston over Arizona. Nova over Michigan. Houston over Villanova. Then Gonzaga over Arkansas. It gets a close game. Duke over Texas Tech. Gonzaga finally ends things for Coach K. And then we'll be down to those four. I've been wanting Coach K to lose just so goddamn bad. I just can't take it anymore. Oh no! I just they've given this guy a cakewalk so far.
1: I, Michigan State had their moment.
0: They did. So it was one of those games. I was listening to that. So Jen had the iPad on, like she did the Wi-Fi and the iPad. We were driving, and
1: yep.
0: Michigan State had a chance. It was you know it's a it's a nine point win, but that game was three points with like forty seconds to go. I know. And it was frustrating. That's why I don't bet on basketball, because shit like that happens.
1: Well, and shit like the referees happen. and um, I made a joke. Go ahead.
0: Go a ahead. lot of
1: folks are, especially UNC fans, are very concerned about certain referees that are going to be refereeing the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games. Yeah.
0: So I made the joke that there was a foul in the Duke game against Michigan State – the foul on Duke with like three minutes and five seconds to go. As mm-hmm. said, that's the last foul they're calling on Duke in this game. They called one more, but I guess it was just dead obvious they had to call. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: think was... a Kansas fan should ever be able to argue about, oh, my God, oh, my God, someone's getting calls. Because, ooh, they're up there and getting calls, too, especially if it's at Allen Fieldhouse.
1: Yes, and but I also, think it's a problem
0: across. College. I think mean, home teams generally tend to get them. And I think that the Dukes of the world tend to get more than anybody else. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and also congratulations to Grady Dick, National High School Player of the Year and incoming freshman to KU. Yeah.
0: His name is Grady Dick.
1: Yeah, from Sunrise Christian Academy out of Wichita. Oh we boy. beat them
0: in football when I was coach of Eric Foss. Well we beat hell out of him twice.
1: Their basketball team.
0: So they is had another. They had a kid who was like an all-American, who was a basketball player that played tight end for them. Mm-hmm. Here I was the Veritas head coach, and we had double-teamed in the entire game. It was easy. Put a guy in front of him, put a guy behind him. He didn't catch anything that they landed. Coach Bo, I don't know how to win. <laughs> hey man, we, we beat the hell out of that team. We beat them. So we beat them the first game we played them down there, down there in Wichita.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We again in the playoff. And we had to go play them down there. And we beat them the second time. We got up 20 in the third, early in the third quarter. And we just kept pouring it on. We just, we beat them by like 40. It was ridiculous. So that was no surrender. We just kept going. Great. Their, co- their coach really pissed me off in the pregame. Well, but I told our players, I said, the guys, we're going to get up. When we get up, we're just going keep to keep going at them. Our guys were tougher which is saying a lot in that game. <laughs> That's why football players are tougher than basketball players.
1: Uh, sure. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely, they are. At just about every level, football players are tougher than basketball players.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Now, why is Zion not playing?
1: Hey, dude, I don't know anything about his health and what's going on. I saw the video. He's so been viral
0: video he put out, he's dunking and throwing shit under his leg. He's been out.
1: cleared for one-on-one contact. And so he's going to take care of his body because his contract depends on it. I
0: get what he's doing. So. so yeah, I'll just say Kevin Durant would have never been a football player. No matter how good he yeah. is.
1: Why do you think he plays basketball? Because he can't play. This isn't a competition.
0: Yes. Football players are better athletes than basketball. No. They're just tough. No. No. The top notch basketball players, the top greatest, the LeBrons of the world, the Zions, they're incredible athletes. But football players are better, are tougher than
1: basketball players
0: every day of the week. Every single day.
1: Sure. I did, I call bullshit on you, but. Oh, God, I'll
0: take. Give me five football players against five basketball players in anything. Okay. Yeah. Put them in, in a dodgeball game. I'll say five football players.
1: Congratulations. Five linemen. Why Why are we having this discussion? I just don't
0: like basketball players much like football players. Anyway.
1: That's your but problem.
0: Shout out to the young man who was national player of the year from Sunrise.
1: Brady Dick.
0: There you go. So, all right. Well, with that, let's wrap this bitch up. How about that? Got anything else you want to add? Anything else I can just discuss and make fun of? Got some fun out here? These streets no. running around these streets.
1: No, man. You don't you don't need to, to talk shit about shit you don't know. So no.
0: Hey, you know what? If he's not a world player in the cut, he's probably a pretty good basketball player.
1: Like I said, and I was rooting for hey, I pick KU just right now. Only because you don't have many more choices. Well,
0: I mean, I, I could have could have picked Providence, but I didn't. Oh. I told you last week, I'm actually rooting for these kids because I like a lot of them. I, I know. Had the chance to meet probably seven or eight of them over the last week. I few know.
1: Weeks, I know. And they
0: have all been super, super cool to me. And they, they've been great. All, and even, the, and they've all been the top guys. I've met all of them, all been cool. I am rooting for them. Plus, as much as I don't like Kansas sometimes, how can I root against my man, Coach Q?
1: Well, and but I just hope so
0: super nude in the entire world. I mean, he,
1: he is fantastic. And I hope uh, you show our podcast to the players as you run across them. I and have, I have congratulations to you as a K-Stater for hiring a new basketball coach as well. Yeah, so, I had
0: no idea who he is.
1: I'm, he's, I'm more, far, he's a Baylor assistant. The
0: Baylor assistant is what I heard. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm more happy that LSU's hire. I just, because I just know a little more about LSU. Sure. Murray States coach.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, we should wrap up. I should wrap up. Let's do that. All
0: right. So, hey, thanks, Ellen, for coming in. I appreciate you. You always appreciate you. Being thanks, love for you guys. back. I want to thank Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Subbox for all you guys do behind the scenes. Thank you, folks. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget to rate us some reviews, us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate every five star review. Until next time. I'm Coach Bo, Ryan O'Connor, That is Elden Wiggins, and uh, have a great weekend. Remember your time show with the
1: mom, We'll see you on Monday.